pretty sure this song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Don't you now? Today is Wednesday, August 4th, 2021. My name is Joe Batance, and I am the host of a show called This Joe Batance, a show that usually is about things going on in my life. And we're back to normal today. But boy, yesterday, it was show business. Not show business. It was the business of the show. It all happens on one place. This Joe Batance, right here. On Afterthought Media. Like I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of this very show that you're listening to called this Joe Batanz. Today we're talking about Wednesday, August 4th, 2021. Um, you know, today was one of those days where it was, I mean, we're in the middle of the day, but I'll tell you right now, as soon as the show's over and I edit it and post it, I'm going to play um, video games. I will, I will give you, I will say this, and I'm not saying this, I'm trying to get any, I'm not trying to sell the expensive tier to anybody. Because expensive tier now, we're at, um, I guess the best way to put it is, I mean, I guess it's technically sold out. We're now at, like, you have to ask. You have to, if you, if you want to join it, ask me, and I will allow you to join it. But it's not like anybody can join. So I'm not trying to sell anything here. But today, I am going to record... Um, <clears throat> the episode that I explain everything Big Daddy. Is that what it's called? Big Daddy? Rich Daddy? That's all being explained today for the expensive tier. And I'm going to do that show at some point this afternoon. Do we have a live aspect to the expensive tier? Let me see here. Uh, oh, there is an expensive tier live. Yeah, so we'll do it live today. I'll announce it. And, um... So, but today uh, we're going to talk about things that happened yesterday, things that happened today. Let's start with today because not much happened today except going to therapy. I woke up late. I had trouble going to sleep last night and I didn't play video games super late. I don't know what it was last night. I had trouble falling asleep until I took uh, a little Xan and um, then I fell right asleep. And uh, slept till 8.30. So I got a good six-ish hours in. I'm going to say seven because I did sleep for an hour and then I woke up and I couldn't sleep. So it was like I slept from like 11.30 to 12.30, woke up, couldn't fall back asleep, and then went back to sleep at 2.30. So six or seven hours. I don't know if I count that seventh hour. And um, woke up at 8.30. And then I... Um, Went and got coffee, and I had breakfast. And then by that point, it was, like, time to uh, take a shower and go to see the therapist. I had a therapy appointment today at 12.30 p.m. Hold on, I'm going to do more um, candy ASMR. But I don't want to put more candy in today. Mm-hmm.
Okay. <clears throat> so, I, uh, I got dressed and, um, got ready. I feel like I did something in the middle of this. I don't know. I got dressed and I left for the therapy appointment. I did a, a little impromptu show on the stage. I couldn't read, obviously, whilst driving or participate. So I just talked and I was actually, you know, I've been wanting to do this morning show called Me the People that would have topics and everything. But I've been afraid, like, I wanted to be at first half an hour. I'm like, can I talk for even half an hour? What the fuck is wrong with me that I can just... I literally talked with no... I didn't look at any chat room. I just talked and talked for a 35 minutes straight. 35 minutes straight, I just talked and talked and talked. So I think she can do a Me The People. So maybe we should look into launching that very, very soon. I should probably do it today because there's supposed to be a show. Oh, you know what? I'm going to put the reunion show tomorrow but maybe the following week we should just launch meet the people because uh yeah i was like i can't believe we can just talk so imagine if i talked about news and stuff oh my god i'd be going on and on and on wouldn't stop talking anyway so uh did that then i saw my therapist it was fine i think i think i he liked seeing me more than i like seeing him but i don't have a big copay the therapy session was fine. It was it was just us talking, to be honest with you, but whatever. Then I left there, and he said, oh, make another appointment for four weeks from now. And there was a guy, and he was being, he was, like, super weird, and he was, like, I don't know what he was talking about. He, he took, like, literally over five minutes talking to the receptionist. I was just sitting there checking my email. I made the appointment, got in the car, and I left, and I drove home, and um, my my mom and dad took the girls, my nieces, out for, like, uh, shopping and lunch today, so I called. I didn't want to join them, because that sounded annoying, but they were supposed to go get sushi, and I was like, you know what? I could totally go, if they brought me one of those, like, Godzilla rolls or something, I want one of those right now. It was sort of craving fish. I don't know why. And I called them. My mom's like, no, we're eating at Nordstrom's. And I was like, oh, so whatever. But because of that, I got this, I don't know, this bug up my ass. I wanted fish. So I love how fat guy Joe Batanz went, well, I can't have, you know, a, a roll of sushi brought to me. So I, I went and got the next best thing, which is a filet of fish at McDonald's. And so I had that for lunch. And then I came here and. The hot pool guy, Michael, was in front of the house when I got here. I didn't know if he was leaving or coming, but he was actually just arriving. And he said, hello. And I went, hello. And then I came inside the house, and now here we are, recording this Joe Batanz. So that was today so far. And after this, I'm going to play video games, and I'm going to record an episode for the expensive tier at Rich Daddy. And then I will play more video games, and I will have dinner. And then um, I don't want to play video games at night, because then I can't sleep, and so I'll watch... Some sort of old movie. Yesterday, last night, I watched... I had started it, but I just finished watching Pink Flamingos, the John Waters film, which I had never seen, with Divine in it. And what's so funny... I was thinking about this today, is... I'm going to get very RuPaul here, I'm not going to lie. But when you look at what what John Waters and Divine were doing in 1972... 
And that would have been a very influential... I'm sorry. Kinda, I was playing with this tape measure and it's stuck now. There we go. Uh, what they were doing is very influential, especially on drag. And, 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 and the premise of Pink Flamingos is very simple and stupid. And I mean it's stupid in a good way. Which is... it's. <laughs> I like that in a lot of John Waters films, this is one of my favorite things about them, is that there are certain weird facts that are stipulated and everyone just accepts them as this is just a normal reality. So in Pink Flamingos, it is just widely accepted that Divine is super famous for being the filthy, filthiest woman on the planet. And that every like newspapers cover her and she's just super famous for this, right? And... um. And there's some other couple, it's almost like a, a weird sitcom thing where they want to be the filthiest people on the planet. So they try and destroy Divine so that they can take over. Basically like Snow White, but for the filthiest person on the planet. And um, and so on purpose, the movie is like shocking. It has incest. It's it's They make fun of trans people. I mean, it it's all, everyone's offended in this movie. There's no, it's... Um, no one group is is spared in this movie. And I was like, this is the drag that RuPaul was raised on. It was subversive. John Waters and Divine were doing something subversive. Where they were embracing the term faggot. They were embracing drag and the dirt and the filth and the grossness and the political incorrectness and whatnot. And celebrating it. And I think this is what RuPaul's referring to. And the, the reason I bring that up, and I'm not going to make any judgment here. I'm not saying where I stand or anything. But what I will say, though, is the that this generation, and I'm very curious to know what John Waters would say about this, has they hold up divine, this newer generation, this younger generation, they hold up Divine as this icon, which she is, an icon of drag. But I was just reading this thing where until she met this one guy who's in the movie, she had never even heard the word drag. She didn't even know what that was. She was put in drag, you know, because they thought it'd be funny. And she had never heard that word before until this gay guy, not John Waters, put her in drag. And she's held up as this icon of drag, which she deserves that title, but... Also, those same people are like, you know, they want drag, you know, drag queen story hour and drag queen like are G-rated. Nina West is going to play, you know, isn't she playing Ursula? Or, no, she's going to play the, 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 the sanitized version of Hairspray. Like, like, you know, it, it, it's fine. But what's funny is then they come What these very same people are coming down on the drag queens who still want to be filth, glamour, whore, you know? And I wonder... And by the way, the Boulay brothers are doing it right. You can have filth, glamour, whore, and still be respectful of people's races and, and whatnot. You can do both. And, um... So... But it, it's a lot of these, um these woke queens who are feeling this way. And look, I'm one of these people that look, times just change, right? Times change, but don't then hold up divine as then your icon. And then also being like, don't say this, don't do that. You know, you know, thought police. Um, 
and by the way, that's not meant to disparage what they're doing. Is I just feel that the one cancels the other out. I don't feel divine would be part of woke culture. But that's a better question, I think, for John Waters, you know, than it is for myself. Um, I don't even know how I got in that topic, and I'm being honest with you. Does anybody know? Anyway. Um, yesterday, I had quite the busy day. In that, um, oh, because I was talking about how I watched Pink Flamingos last night. Yeah, I watched Pink Flamingos last night. You know, I will say I didn't like the beginning of it, but it ended really well. I liked the last half of the film more than I liked the first half. Because the first half, I'm like, what is going on? I'll probably watch another John Waters film tonight. Uh, I'm on the Criterion Collection, that channel, on, and I subscribe, and so they have a couple of them. I think this will be the last one I have to watch. Um, yesterday... I, uh, a friend of mine contacted me over the weekend and she was like, Hey, I want to pick your brain about, um, a podcasting technique tech questions. And I had a scheduled call with Mercedes yesterday. I told her this same thing I'm going to tell you, which is, I think I'm going to make like a podcast FAQ because I would say about once a month. I get a call from a good friend who I don't mind talking to, but they they think that their situation is very, that they're going to start a podcast and that their situation is very unique. And my advice holds true for 99.99% of the people. I can't, and and it hasn't happened that that 0.01% has risen, but I'm going to even hold out for that and uh, and say there is. But it's the same thing. I have the same advice. Everything is exactly the same. Okay? All the advice is the same. They always think they're different, but they're not. It's the same advice. Okay? And so she called me, and I I told her, I go, can you text me the questions? Because I often find myself giving the same advice. And she's like, no, it needs to be a phone call. This is a pretty unique situation. She calls me. It wasn't a unique situation at all. It was the same thing I hear all the time. Okay, so I talked to her for like 15 minutes, and there we go. Then uh, uh, Aiden is in San Francisco. I talked about this on the stage. He's in San Francisco with a couple of friends doing very touristy things, but whenever I recommend anything, he just poo-poos it. He, even though he supposedly today he sent me... He did go to the Mexican burrito place and all I got was a text message while I was in therapy saying that it was very good. That's all I know. I haven't talked to him about it yet. The place is called El Ferralito. It's very famous. So if you live in San Francisco, you already know what I'm talking about. Um, after I talked to Aiden, I spoke to Mike Lawson. I can't remember why, but I called Lawson about Aiden being in San Francisco. I don't remember why. And... um. We chit-chatted for a little bit, and um, we just caught up for... It was only like five minutes, because I was parked in front of the Hobby Lobby. Because Hobby Lobby is having a sale, at least the one in Southern California is, on um, home decor, which I needed... Let me tell you this lamp story. This is a weird... This is actually something like Adam Burns would talk about in Geeky Gay. I wanted a small table lamp for my bedroom. I already have a lamp in the office, but I wanted a small table lamp for my bedroom. This is a couple months ago. And I went to Lowe's, I went to Home Depot, I went to Lamps Plus, and everything was either super gaudy or too big, or just, and even I went on Amazon, I couldn't find anything that I liked, 
And just by chance, I was at Hobby Lobby, and they had literally... I never knew they sold lamps. They had exactly what I was looking for. So they have regular sales all the time on certain products. So that was last week I saw it, and it happened to be this week. It was on sale, 50% off. Same thing with the frames. So I'll probably be back a couple of times to go buy the frames. I went yesterday, and I had things. Why? I just did a lot of frame work yesterday, and I have a couple of more things to do there. I'll probably be back again this week. Went to Hobby Lobby, talked to the guy there, and he was telling me some interesting things about frames, but I don't think anybody cares. <clears throat> and then that's pretty much... And then I talked to Mercedes yesterday, and then other than that, I played video games, and I did this job of That's me wrapping up... Um, sorry, crumpling up the... Um, paper from that had the list of things to talk about. Now, I will say, I did promise today, and I will do this and we'll get out of here. Is I had promised on an episode that I would talk about the history of Carter posters and Carter the Magician and, um, Alex and, uh, Alexander, uh, the mentalist. <clears throat> because, um, everyone talks about like, oh my god, they're so pristine. Now, I'm actually, I went to my brother's house, not my brother, my brother's office on Monday to, I had, he, on loan, he had my Alexander poster framed and everything. Strangely, the same asshole, Robert from Chino, who did my other ones, did the Alexander one, but he did that one perfectly. I don't know why that one got a pass. When it was, when Alexander was in storage at 20, oh, I'm sorry, at uh, Mercedes Malibu Extra House, that's now gone, somebody, I don't know how, spilled some sort of liquid in the corner. So it has minor water damage in the, in the bottom left corner. For those of you listening live, if you want to look later, I've posted the Alexander poster in the Discord for this Joe Batanz, okay? Um... So, um, <clears throat> it's there, but you also see the, 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 the water stain in the bottom left-hand corner. Before anyone gets mad, <clears throat> sorry, that is a very easy fix. I'm just taking it when I go to the poster place tomorrow. I'm taking it just to have it fixed. But I already know for a fact that is a very, very easy fix. The poster, if you think the poster is stunning in a photograph, it is stunning in real life. And it is from 1912. Alexander had those posters and not done in 1912. So, um, uh, the reason now, what I'm telling you here though, uh, is that the reason, cause people have said like, wow, the Alexander poster or the Carter posters look like new. How could they be a hundred years old or whatever? Now, there are different reasons for other kinds of posters. So, like, for instance, but they're more expensive. So, like, Thurston posters are very, very, very expensive, especially to get one in, in really good condition. Uh, same thing with Keller. Believe it or not, Houdini posters are not, are, for most, for the most, I think most Houdini posters are ugly, FYI. But uh, they're rare because the name recognition. But also, a lot of those just didn't survive. So, the unique thing about Alexander and Carter there's a couple of things. One, Alexander was mostly a businessman who did mentalism as a business. <clears throat> and so he just had a lot of these posters and just never he retired and he just had a bunch of them. And so one time, what's funny is there would be even more, is somebody went to go interview him late in his life when he was old and the guy told this 
writer or whatever, whoever was talking to him, magician, I don't remember who it was. You know, I have all my old posters. Do you want them? And he was like, sure. You know? And so, posters and ephemera, all the stuff that he had. Because he, I just kept them. And the guy had... Because he got... Alexander got rich in other ways. I can't remember if it was through oil or land or whatever what it was, right? And so he stopped doing this. But he had all the ephemera still. And uh, he goes, all right, well, I'm going to have someone bring it to you the next day. <clears throat> and the next day, like two or three train cars showed up with these posters. And this guy could only take what he could take. And then the rest just got burnt, like ruined, you know, not ruined, but like trashed. So, but Alexander had a lot of these still around. So there's quite a number of Alexander posters, not a lot, but it's like originals aren't as rare, especially for someone who wasn't as famous as Alexander, but he had beautiful posters. If you look at that one, the thing with Carter is Carter was actually not as well known in the United States, but was a big deal in Europe, even though he was an American magician. Okay. So uh, Carter was an American magician, but never got the level of fame in the United States that like Houdini or Thurston did. He was bigger in Europe. And in 1926, he was about to embark on a major tour of Europe, leaving from San Francisco and he dropped dead of a heart attack. He was like in his early 50s. But the boat was full of all those posters and all the ephemera and everything that he needed to go to Europe for this huge world tour he was going to do. And the family, who weren't really into magic, didn't know what to do. So they literally locked up all the Carter stuff in a warehouse for like 50 years. I'm not even joking, like maybe 40, 50 years until they met this guy who, I don't know, they started talking and they said they had it. And so he bought everything that they had. And that's why there's enough Carter stuff. Again, that's why you see, like, look, they're still hard to come by and they're still expensive. But that's why they're in such, the Carter stuff was in pristine condition because even though it was old, um, it was just stored for 50 years. Like, what's funny is I have three, I own three Carter eight sheet posters. Those are gigantic. They're like nine feet by seven feet tall. There was one in really bad condition. So I had that one and I bought them in like 2006 or 15 years ago. Uh, I had one restored immediately because I was like afraid it would fall apart. But I have two that are still folded up, unrestored, in paper, just the paper, unrestored, folded up. Um, it would cost me though about two to three thousand per poster to get them restored it on um, canvas back. And then they're so gigantic, I don't even know where I would put them. Okay, so but they're still I still have the actual original two posters, uh, and they're gigantic. Um, and so yeah, so that's why those. That's why Carter and Alexander's posters, for whatever reason, Alexander was a pack rat and just kept it and then gave it away. And then Carter died suddenly and the family just stored it away. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of This Job of Tans. Like I said, if you're in the expensive tier, and I'm not trying to sell the expensive tier because it's sold out. Today, I will be uh, recording um, the whole story about Rich Daddy. And we will talk about it there. 
And until then, though, or until tomorrow, it's this Joe Batant right here on Afterthought Media.